the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew with Washington. The Biden campaign is calling a smear campaign. Any references to a confiscated laptop computer belonging to Biden's son, Hunter, former New York City mayor, Rudolph Giuliani, telling the Salem Radio Network, the information contained on that machine, in his estimation, does amount to a smoking gun. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, in your career, you very rarely get something like this. You basically get into the mind, you get into the mind of the co-conspirators. I mean, they're texting each other back and forth. You know, most of the texts are normal, but there are a fair number of them that are about the criminal enterprise. The Trump campaign calls that laptop a trove of evidence verifying a large-scale influence peddling. Meanwhile, the president is issuing a stark warning about the potential impact of a Biden victory in November. The president is describing a bleak and dangerous future if Biden wins the White House. At an Arizona rally, Mr. Trump said if elected, Biden will delay therapies, postpone the vaccine, prolong the pandemic, closure schools, and shut down our country. With two weeks remaining in the campaign, the president is ramping up his rhetoric. On Sunday in Nevada, he warned that with Democratic-led lockdowns, cities will become ghost towns and the Christmas season will be canceled. Greg Clugston with the president in Prescott, Arizona. The Senate is now on track to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court by next Monday. Senate Republicans are charging toward a rare weekend session. They're aiming to get past procedural steps and install Judge Barrett before Election Day. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he'll begin the process as soon as the Senate Judiciary Committee completes its work on Thursday. As correspondent Andrew Stewart in Washington, Judge Barrett's confirmation would seal a 6-3 conservative majority on the high court for several years to come. More on these stories at townhall.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. Like It Matters Radio is coming up next. I'm Lee Michaels here in the KingdomBuilders.com studios today. Clouds, snow, heavy at times. A high around 36, but we could be looking at 3 to 5 inches uh, this afternoon. 32 overnight tonight with some flurries. 
around 40 for Wednesday. Then we could see some rain and or snow showers Wednesday night and more rain likely on Thursday. We're Freedom 1570 ringing liberty and truth online at freedom1570.com. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are going to talk about what do you presuppose? See, there's this words out there, you know, the battle is in the mind and the battle is with language. And there's an old saying out there is that we're all speaking the same language, but we're using a different dictionary. And I've always enjoyed that quote, but never Never in the history of America has that quote been so apropos, so relevant as it is today. Because, boy, we can all throw the same words at each other and be telling, talking a totally different story. It's like I do a lot of counseling. And so I'll, uh, I'll go up to, uh, I'll have a couple with me, and uh, one person will say, well, if they love me, they do this. And then the other person will say, well, if they love me, they do this. Oh, yeah, then the other person, well, if you love me, you do this. You ever play that dance before? Going back and forth and back and forth. And what I want you to think about is in that situation, the scenario that I just played with a couple struggling in a relationship, what's going on is they have not properly defined what that word love means to each of them. Remember, words have categories. And some words call into, fall into categories called uh, generalizations. Generalizations. 
And certain generalizations uh, are so general that they're described by the person that holds them. That's where the saying, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Because what's beautiful to one person might not be beautiful to another person. And so we've got to define what that word love means. And so I would go up to client A and say, well, if you were to experience love by this person, what would you need to experience? In other words, do they need to see something? Do they need to hear something? Do they need to feel something? And once that person described what they would need to experience to experience this, this word called love, then I would ask the other person if they're willing to do that. Is it okay? And then I'd go to the other person and say, person B, what do you need to experience from this other person for you to experience this thing that you call love? And again, they would tell them uh, that what they would need to see, what they need, would need to hear, what they would need to feel to experience this thing that he's calling or she's calling love. And then I would ask the other person, are you willing to do that? Are you okay with that? And then they say, yeah, and they'd say, thank you very much. Have a good life. You don't need to buy me a boat. You don't need to buy me a house. You don't need to put my kids through college, right? What I mean by that is people seeing the same counselor for five, six, seven, eight years. <clears throat> if you're seeing the same counselor for the same things, and it's been more than a couple months, you need to get a new counselor. That's where I believe that if I can teach a person to fish, I can feed them for a lifetime. But if I just give them a fish, I just feed them for that meal for that day. And psychologically, that's what I work to do on this radio show, Like It Matters Radio. And by the way, if you miss any of this radio show, this is not one of those radio shows like typically on the radio that you can pop in and out whenever you want. I love Sean Hannity. Uh, you can pop in and out of the show whenever you want, and you're really not missing anything. You're co he's covering the same stuff over and over in different ways. But on this show, it is a little bit different. And so it's one of those shows I build a case. I'm like a prosecutor. I lay out a thesis, and then I support that thesis with information. And so today we're talking about what do you presuppose? Because we all are prejudiced. Yep, that's what I said. Now some of you are freaking out because you don't know what words mean. Prejudice is a compound word. It consists of two smaller words, pre and judge. That's what prejudice is. You prejudge. In other words, you have a set of beliefs with everything you do and you go into. The only one that doesn't have a set of beliefs is a child, right? Because the little kids, the smaller we are, the less experience we have. We have not created a set of beliefs yet. Um, Dr. Adler says by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. In other words, the structure of what they believe is already in place. And so outside of being a small kid, because a small child is a blank canvas, and as they go through life and experience life, they start those experiences kind of are brush strokes that paint this canvas of life that becomes our map of reality and the structure of our belief system. And the structure of our belief system covers everything else. And so we go into everything with a preset of beliefs. And so that's what I want to talk about today. What do you presuppose? Uh, it reminds me of a story about a couple who had two children. And, and the parents were worried that the boys had developed extreme personalities. You know, one was a total pessimist, 
and the other was a total optimist. And the parents couldn't figure out why they were so different. But, man, they were really, it was very clear. One was totally positive and one was negative, no matter what the situation. And so the parents took them to a psychiatrist to see what they could do to help them kind of balance out the personalities. And so the psychiatrist first treated the pessimist. And they wanted to brighten this child's outlook. So the psychiatrist took them into a room piled to a ceiling with brand new toys. But instead of yelping with delight, the little boy burst into tears. What's the matter? The psychiatrist asked, baffled. I mean, don't you want to play with any toys? And the little boy bawled, yes. But if I did, I'd only break them. Next, the psychiatrist treated the optimist. Wanting to dampen the optimist's outlook, the psychiatrist took him into a room, piled the ceiling with horse manure. But instead of wrinkling his nose in disgust, the optimist admitted just the yelp of delight the psychiatrist had been hoping and thinking he was going to get from his brother, the pessimist, when he was in the room with all the toys. So the optimist clam, uh, clambered to the top of the pile, dropped to his knees, and began gleefully digging out scoop after scoop with his bare hands. What do you think you're doing, the psychiatrist asked, just as baffled by the optimist as he'd been by the pessimist. And the little boy replied, with all this manure, there must be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> right? See, that's what I'm talking about, a preset. You know, we might want to call it a frame. We might want to call it a narrative. And we got to be doing that. We got to be doing that on a regular basis. And so it's, it's why I love creeds. You know, I got a friend, a friend of mine, a listener, sent me this. It's called the Warrior Ethos. And it says, I am a warrior. I do my duty. I serve a cause greater than myself. I am accountable to God and to my family for my actions. I blame no one for my faults and give thanks for my abilities. I'm governed by natural law. My mind is my most powerful weapon. I train to oppose evil in all its forms. I will never quit treat or cower in the face of the enemy. I protect the weak. I assist the elderly, and I care for those in need. I strive for, for, for perfection and ask the same from those who serve with me. I lead by example and have the highest moral standard. The truth is my constant companion. When the end comes, I will sing my warrior song and go to my reward with honor and dignity. I am a warrior. See, these creeds, these statements, why they're so important is they frame who we are. Because when you know who you are, then what to do is not as complicated. It might not be easier, but it's not confusing. And that's the key. That's the key you got to understand. It might not be easy, but it's not confusing. And so today I want to bring some understanding because what's lacking in today's world is understanding. What's lacking in today's America is understanding. And if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, does it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? That's why this matters. And so I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, and we'll be back in three minutes.
stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. The Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, is back in Minnesota Thursday, October 22nd with its America versus Socialism Tour. Join American Conservative Union Chairman Matt Schlapp, Walkaway founder Brandon Strzok, and Conservative candidates Jason Lewis, Michelle Fishbach, and others. Thursday, October 22nd at the Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake from 5 to 8 p.m., followed by a presidential debate watch. Go to conservative.org to get your free tickets today. Conservative.org and click on the CPAC Minnesota banner. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And you know what? I'm fluid. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I am Semper Gumby. That's a that's one of those things that I believe that, you know, uh, and we're going to talk about this today, the presuppositions, but we were talking earlier that we're all prejudiced. And that word has taken on such a negative context, and uh, I'm not saying it, it, it can't have a base in negativity, but it, it, it's not by itself a negative word, because we go into situations with pre-belief systems, right? That's what the word prejudice is a compound word, right? Prejudge. It's prejudice. See, hear it? 
I prejudge. In other words, we go into situations with preset belief systems. You got to get that. And by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And that's why I love uh, the power of belief systems because nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. Remember that woman, uh, Cheryl, I don't remember her first name, but Dosi, she was, she was in Washington or Oregon, Dokalak or something like that. If I always want to say Dokalak, that's a, that's a constipation medicine. That's not her name. But uh, she was white, but she had pretended to be black, and she actually ran the chapter of the NAACP, and then they found out uh, she lied. She's not, but she made herself believe, you know, those lie detector tests. There are people that can pass a lie detector test even though they're lying. And there are people who are telling the truth that fail lie detector tests. That shows you the power of our belief systems. You got to get this. It's the placebo effect. You know, when you hear when people are doing uh, clinical studies on, on medicine they want to bring to the market, you know, they got to at least do better than the placebo. And that's why you hear we do double blind, uh, you know, test. And what that means is they give a group of people a sugar pill, something that has no medicinal value at all. But they tell them that they're getting medicine. And then they give people medicine and tell them they're getting medicine. So they tell the whole group they're getting medicine, but only half the people get medicine. The other half get sugar pills. And one of the first stages that a a medicine has to pass is that there needs to be a certain percentage greater that get better on the medicine that get better on the non-medicine. Did you hear what I said? Yep, because I said it. There are many, I don't know what the number is, so I've heard the number between 30 and 40% of people can get better taking a sugar pill because they believe that they're given a medicine. This is the power of, of our belief system. I don't even know years ago, you know, there was a, when they were doing a lot of the, uh, the, the, you know, the Earth Day movement and starting to clean up the environment and, you know, really became, started getting conscious about pollution, all that. They had that, uh, that picture of the, the crying Indian. They called him the crying Indian. Uh, uh, Iron Eyes Cody was his name. And he had a great, 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 uh, when he uh, died, he died, I think it was 1999. Uh, And when he died, he left behind a spiritual prayer. And it says, Oh, great spirit, whose voice in the winds I hear, and whose breath gives life to all the world, hear me. Before you I come, one of your many children, small and weak am I, your strength and wisdom I need. Make me walk in beauty. Make my heart respect all you have made, my ears to hear your voice. Make me wise that I may know all you have taught my people, the lessons you have hidden in every rock. I seek strength not to be superior to my brothers. Make me able to fight my greatest enemy myself. Make me ready to stand before you with clean and straight eyes. When life fades as the fading sunset, may our spirit stand before you without shame. Now, I love Native Americans. I believe that I have a little bit of a Native American in me. I don't, you know, one of those traits, I don't grow a lot of hair. I, I'm pretty hairless type of guy except for on my head and my face, you know. 
And so that's one of those Native American things. And so I, I don't know what percentage I'm Native American, uh, but uh, uh, I'm not going to pull a Pocahontas on you <laughs> and claim to be Native American. But I do have part in me. Uh, and I want you to know, so I, I uh, very spiritual people, Native Americans, when you call it great white spirit, whatever, I mean, uh, a lot of people worship a God, and they might not know his name, and we all know his name's Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, uh, but many people uh, worship the same God, but might call him a different name. And uh, so Native Americans are very, very spiritual, and this guy, his name is uh, Iron Eyes Cody, uh, very proud of his of his uh, Native American heritage. Here's the problem. He wasn't Native American. See, Iron Eyes Cody was born Espera Oscar de Corti on April 3rd, 1904 in southwestern Louisiana to Sicilian immigrants Antonio de Corti and Francesca Salpietra. As a teenager, he and his two brothers traveled with their father to Texas and then eventually California where they would begin acting under the new surname Cody. Accounts different on the reasons behind adopting a new persona, but Iron Eyes was born, inventing a history for himself that would correlate with his new identity. He claimed he was a descendant of a Cherokee father and a Cree mother, born under the name Little Eagle. With his distinct looks, Hollywood sought no reason to question his heritage. All accounts of Iron Eyes Cody's history was provided by the man himself, though he often changed his place of birth when provided documentation. Despite the lack of a true Native American heritage, Cody was well known for living as though he were both on and off screen. I mean, this was a core belief. Beginning in the early 30s, Iron Eyes appeared, Iron Eyes appeared in over 100 films. His looks were highly sought after by producers and allowed him to carve quite a name for himself, often serving as a noble Indian. He worked alongside big names such as John Wayne, Steve McQueen, Colleen Moore, and Richard Harris. Cody's portrayal of Native American characters was so convincing to some in Hollywood, he was often hired as a consultant to feature films and television programming. Not all were convinced, however. Several real Native Americans in the industry began expressing doubt in Iron Eye's authenticity, noting inconsistencies in his stories and questionable heritage. There was eventually, this was eventually confirmed when a Louisiana journalist traveled to Cody's hometown, discovering in an interview with his family that he was, in fact, 100% Italian. The story was held off for quite a bit of time for fear of tarnishing the image that had been created by Iron Eyes, as well as the embarrassment that would follow. But eventually, the story hit the press and the star's cover was blown. Despite this, though, Iron Eyes Cody stood in strong denial of the facts. He continued to claim he was full Native American lineage for all his days to come. I want you to think about that. That shows you the power of the belief system. He had gotten to the point. He had become Native American. And see, that's how we work. We go to things with presuppositions. And it's part of life. That's why we got to understand each other. We have natural born uh, presuppositions. And then what comes along is you have people come along and start creating belief systems. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And if you look at the political world today... You have these movements called Blexit, which is meaning black people exiting the Democratic Party. You have Lexit, which is Latinos exiting the Democratic Party. And then you have a very neutral one called Walk Away. And the Walk Away movement is about getting people who perennial believe.
have to vote Democrat, that their dad was a union member. But a lot of times it's because they're black. I mean, think about this. 95% of African Americans up until now have voted Democratic. It's a plantation. There's no other choice. It's kind of like someone who was born in Pakistan or someone who was born in Iran. They're automatically Muslim. It's not a choice. And they just grow up with their Muslim Islam as part of their heritage. It's who they are. And speaking of Muslims, I study the Quran. I have a couple copies of it here in English. There's 94 verses, ayats, that mention Isa, Jesus, Isa al-Masih, Jesus the Messiah. And the reason why there's so much battle between Muslims and Christians is because of the presuppositions. See, Muslims presuppose, they believe, that Christians have multiple gods, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, Muslims believe that Christians believe that God had physical intercourse with a woman and created a, off, off, a, a child named Jesus. Those things are blasphemous. I mean, uh, uh, Muslims believe that Christians eat cockroaches. That's what pit pork is. Just like Jews, uh, a real Jew won't eat pork. A Seventh-day Adventist won't eat pork. Uh, Muslims believe that pork pigs are the equivalent of cockroaches. So do you see why? And, and Muslim, a lot of Muslims believe that America is a Christian country, so pornography, soft porn, people like Madonna dance around half naked and Beyonce, that to them is what Christianity is. And so they would never become a Christian. And then Christians believe the worst about Muslims because of the radical arm. But man, some of the most genteel, kindest people are true people of faith who were born into Islam and worship. And I'm telling you right now, the biggest movement right now in Christianity is Muslims coming to a saving face, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm just telling you right now, millions of them. It's huge. It's never before happened. And they still stay in Islam because you can't leave your family name. You can't change your name. That's why a lot of people, when they become, quote, Christians, their family disowns them. But there's a lot of people in Islam who are now walking with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but still show up at the mosque. See, this is where we got to understand. If I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position of a better relationship. And what's lacking today is true understanding, the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. So I'm Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm posing the question, what do you presuppose? We'll be back in three minutes. can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. 
go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. If you miss any of this radio show, it's 48 minutes, something like that. Man, you want to spend an hour, 48 minutes, you're worth it. You know, our, our mind is the one organ that we have in our body that never has to deteriorate. It has unlimited plasticity. We need to be ch- ch- growing, challenging ourselves. We need to be practicing critical thinking. If you don't lo- use it, you'll lose it. I mean, you look at what's going on with Joe Biden and his cognitive impairments. I mean, it's very clear. Uh, his brain is not as sharp. I mean, it scares me to death that some of your hatred for Donald Trump is going to put a man in the office that cannot string intelligently a couple paragraphs together, who's going to be manipulated. He's going to be a straw man. He's going to be, he's going to be told what to do. I mean, it'll be elderly abuse. He's going to be controlled by the radical elements of party. I mean, that's why it's, he's, he's a Trojan horse. And some of you need to realize, I mean, all you got to do is look at them both. Uh, when they go out there on the stage, I mean, he looks confused. And you look at Trump, and Trump's only four years younger, I think. But you look at them, the amount of clarity, whether you like them or not, the fruit's there. The fruit's there. So, man, my biggest fear is that you guys, your hatred for Donald Trump uh, makes you vote for uh, Joe Biden, who will destroy this country. I mean, if you're a Christian, I don't know how you could possibly vote for a man who's pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, who thinks God is an idiot that messed up everybody's gender, 
who believes that you can only say Jesus Christ if you hit your nail, if you hit your thumb with a hammer. I mean, is that really? And you, you can't call yourself a Christian and vote for someone whose platform violates the Ten Commandments. That's why we're supposed to have presuppositions. I want you to know presuppositions are not bad. Uh, as a Christian, I have presuppositions. I have presuppositions that we're all, uh, fall, we all fall short of the glory of God. There is no perfect. I have presuppositions that I'm supposed to forgive those who do harm to me as my God in heaven has forgiven me. Those are presuppositions, and we need to have presuppositions. I don't know if you heard yesterday, I laughed so hard. But uh, I want to do this uh, because I know we have kids. We have kids listening, parents, maybe kind of push them away from the radio for about five minutes. This is a true story. Only in America could you see this stuff. CNN's Jeffrey Tubin reportedly um, took care of his own needs on Zoom call that led to suspension. This is a true story. I'm stunned. I think we can presuppose that when you're at a meeting, that someone's not doing things to themselves in a sexual manner. I think you, that's a fair presupposition. I think you should be okay with when, when you go to a meeting, assuming that people have their clothes on uh, and they're there to do business and not something else. Uh, a new report on suspension of New York staff writer and CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin claims the legal pundit was taking care of his needs. I'm using different words than they're saying here during, during a Zoom call with colleagues. Vice reported on Monday that the magazine is investigating an incident where the legal pundit exposed himself to members of the New Yorker and WNYC radio staffs during a Zoom call last week. Quote, Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended while we investigate the matter. Vice later reported a very salacious update. I mean, he comes and he doesn't know. He thinks he's off camera. He's in a meeting. I mean, they're having a meeting right there. He's at work. And while they're in a breakout session, he starts... You know, doing things that you shouldn't be doing in a meeting. You shouldn't be doing anyways. You see what I'm saying? And But then he locks out a phone call, no, not knowing that anybody just saw him physically oppose him, expose himself. I mean, they saw it on camera. The camera was pointed at him, that part of his body. It was very clear what was going on. And, you know, I was telling my wife yesterday that, you know, we should say he really wasn't doing anything bad. He was doing an interpretive dance <laughs> to the song, My Body is a Wonderland. <laughs> we laughed so hard because these are the same people that rip apart Donald Trump. These are the same people uh, that uh, anything call him salacious names, call him pervert, call him all this. And these people are no different. See, the difference is this. When I can disagree with a liberal, I can disagree with a progressive, I can disagree with someone on the left, and I don't believe that that necessarily makes them a bad person. Now, there are some bad people on the other side, absolutely, without a doubt, just like there are some bad people on our side as well. you got to get that. But here's the difference. The other side looks at Trump and Trump supporters and they don't think our ideas are bad. They think we're bad. They think we're deplorables. They think we're the enemy of the state. They think we don't. Well, how do you think the cancer culture works? That you're so, this person is such a low life scum bucket that they don't deserve to live, that they don't deserve to have a job. That should scare you people. And if you vote for Joe Biden, that's the type of people that you're going to give the keys to this country to. 
They're going to have authority to put people in jail and take people's stuff. They're going to have unlimited budget of millions of dollars to, to do whatever they want to do to you. They're going to teach our kids, continue to teach our kids to hate America, to believe that America is basically evil. Not that there have been some evil people in the construct of America, and of course there have been. But to say America itself is evil, systemically racist, America is not a systemically racist country. Are there racist people? Absolutely. Black people, white people, brown people, blue people? Absolutely. Why? Because man is fallen. Man is broken. And you got to realize, you know, I was talking before about the Blexit movement, the Lexit movement. See, there are these presuppositions built in. That if you're black, you're Democrat. And it's stunning. Because if you know the, 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 the Republican Party in the late 1850s, and I think um, he was nominated, uh, Lincoln, I think it was 1860. I could be off a little bit. I don't have notes in front of me. I'm just going by my head off history. But it was created, the Republican Party, as an abolitionist party. It was created for black people. People don't get it. The first U.S. senator who was black was Republican. It took 100 years for the Democratic Party to elect a black senator. 100 years. The first 23 elected members of Congress, 23 black elected members of Congress were Republicans. It was the Republican Party that gave uh, uh, black people citizenship and rights to vote. It was the Re- Democratic Party that blocked all those, that filibustered all those. It was the Democratic Party that had, where the KKK came from and Jim Crow laws. In the 60s, the Democrats could care less about black people. But now once they got a vote... And that was protected, all that. Now, all of a sudden, if you look at LBJ, some of the quotes. I mean, he said, I'm going to have these N. He used the N-word, these N's, voting Democrat for the next 200 years or whatever he says, a quote like that. I mean, look at it up yourself. And so, but somehow, all of a sudden, it became that white uh, Republicans hated black people. And then the Democratic Party was the place... No, it's a Democratic plantation. And look what happens when they think different. People like Clarence Thomas and Thomas Sowell, uh, Shelby Steele, you name it. I mean, you look at how 50 Cent came out, uh, Ice Cube, uh, Kanye West, and now they're all talked about being losers, morons, idiots. I mean, think about this. Donald Trump was in so many rap videos. I was never a Donald Trump fan. But Donald Trump, man, was famous in the black community. He got awards from NAACP, Jesse Jackson, and and people like that were his buddies, his friends. But boy, once he put an R after his name, and this is why the media wants you to believe, you have to believe that he's racist. Why do you think every every, uh, uh, debate, every uh, uh, little town hall, did you see it? Chris Wallace did it. This other person did it. Uh, are you ready to disavow a white supremacist? I mean, do you see the setup? It's like me asking, when did you quit beating your wife? 
You know that's a double-edged sword, right? Because no matter what your answer is, you look bad. And it's intentionally done that. See, this is the unconscious game. Remember the battles of mind, ladies and gentlemen. And this is just about understanding. Lexit is Latinos walking away from the, the Democratic Party. You know, Donald Trump is all his numbers of minorities going through the roof. I believe Donald Trump will get about a quarter of the black vote. I do. Um, Latino voting is up like 14% or something like that from what it was just four years ago. The walk away movement has getting people to start thinking for ourselves. We're drones. Remember, we majority of our experience is unconscious. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. So majority of our experience is happening at the unconscious level. And Madison Avenue knows this. They get you to buy stuff you don't need with money you don't have to keep up people you don't like. And it's done unconsciously. That's why poor people have no money to pay the rent, but yet they're wearing $100 shoes. Or they got this car that raises up and down and has fancy stuff on it. They can't pay their mortgage. They're on food stamps, but man, they got a cool car. They got some nice clothes. They got some cool shoes. See, this is all about understanding. And so part of our thing is we got to be critical thinkers. We got to start learning for ourselves, thinking for ourselves. We got to stop being drones and being told what to think. I don't care if you believe what I believe. I don't, but you should have a reason for what you believe. Even God tells us that. God says that we need to have a reason for the hope that we have. That we're supposed to share the good news. Go out to all the corners of the earth. That's who we are. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're asking the question, what do you presuppose? We'll be back in three minutes. construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Does your financial advisor work for a big company based thousands of miles away? Local financial advisor Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors hosts the Sheila Franks Financial Hour each Sunday at 1. Every week you'll hear about opportunities you might be missing for your retirement. 
Sheila Franks does not report to an executive in a big city far away. She reports to you, her client. Listen this Sunday at 1 to the Sheila Franks Financial Hour. Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half-price offers, or call the station now. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, November 12th through the 14th, and Dallas, Fort Worth, December 3rd through the 5th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your blessed radio life caddy. You can call me Mr. Black. And yeah, as the commercial said, we have only two more classes left in this year if you want to change your life. Man, 2020 should be called the year of the funk because it's been a funky year. Uh, And there's a lot of people with funk on them. A lot of people mentally funky, physically funky, emotionally funky, all kinds of funky, funky, funky. There's an end there. I just want to make sure you hear the end there. There's an end there, right? And boy, if my training is anything, it is anti-funk. Uh, it'll clean you up. It'll spit shine you. It'll, uh, <laughs> it'll squeeze all the gunk out of you if you were a dirty sponge and you'll come out shiny brand new. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, two dates, uh, November 12th through 14th in Kitty Hawk, uh, North Carolina. Uh, and then uh, last one, December 3rd through 5th in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, I've done, uh, since the COVID-19, I've done uh, four classes, uh, 30 lives, changed forever. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do it well. Uh, you know, I've been in Sturgis a couple months back and uh, never been sick around people. No one's been sick that's ever been through one of my classes. And yet we've changed lives. And today we're talking about uh, presuppositions. We all are prejudiced, every single one. Uh, and you want to realize, you know, I, I, I teach sciences on here. I teach disciplines of, of cognitive behavioral therapy, emotional intelligence, logotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, transactional analysis. This is why you got to listen to this radio show. And my forte, my master's is in neurolinguistic programming. And there are presuppositions, the 13 original presuppositions of NLP. And a presupposition is a form of perceptual filter, an attitude bias point of view, a perspective or set of assumptions or presuppositions about the object, person, or situation, right? So there's 13 of them. Communication is redundant. Uh, the meaning of your communications response to, to what you get. I mean, there's a lot of them. One of them is my favorite. You hear me talk about it. I'll do a radio show this week about it called Requisite Variety. The element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. 
And when I go into a counseling session, when I go into a therapeutic session, when I'm going in to work with someone to create some change and structure, I remind myself of these 13 presuppositions. It is the frame. It is the narrative that I approach every situation with. You know, I talk all the time about logotherapy. And logotherapy is a term derived from logos, a Greek word that translates as meaning, and therapy, which is defined as treatment of a condition. And logotherapy is the pursuit of meaning in one's life, and it's by Dr. Viktor Frankl. And Dr. Frankl's logotherapy is based on the premise that human persons are motivated by a will to meaning. In other words, an inner pull to find a meaning in life in all aspects. That's what Romans 8.28 says, that God uses all things, not the good things, not the fair things, not the righteous things, but all things for the good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Unfortunately, God gives us free will. And what he does is he sits above time and he takes our choices, even though they're choices he would not want us to make, and he allows us to make them, and then he manipulates the whole thing from above like a marionette pulling on strings and lining everything up for his glory and for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And by the way, just like logotherapy, all psychotherapies make philosophical assumptions about the human person. They cannot be proved with certainty. That's what a prejudice is. But logotherapy has six of them. Number one, the human being is an entity consisting of body, mind, and spirit. Number two, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Number three, people have a will to meaning. Number four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. Number five, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. And number six, the individual is unique. Presuppositions. And we all have them. I was reading this article, Where Do You Want to Live, Red State or Blue State, by Stephen Moore for Prager University. And he says we're supposed to be the United States of America, but in many ways we're now divided into two different nations. There's Red State America and there's Blue State America. And let me ask you, listeners, rhetorically, what's the difference? And the difference is the presuppositions. Right? The prejudice. What they believe. You know, red states favor conservative, small government, free market policies, low taxes, light regulation, tough on crime policing, worker freedom. You think of places like Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Arizona, Utah. Now, within this state, I live in Texas. And my second home is there in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. But there are very liberal parts of Texas. Anywhere you'll find a major university, you'll find a liberal section. Why? Because the liberals and progressives beat us in the university system, academia. And this started happening in the 60s. They'd put all these liberals, progressives in academia. Why does that matter? Because the, uh, what is it called, the, uh, the beliefs or the things taught in the classroom in one generation will become the, the principles, the laws, the structure of government in the next. But in Texas here, you know, Dallas is very liberal. And again, you got University of Dallas, you got a lot of things there. You got a big inner city, and no different than Chicago or different than New York City, right? 
if you go to, uh, you know, uh, what is it, um, Austin, Texas, where the big campus of University of Texas, Austin is. Oh, my gosh. Liberal, as liberal as Seattle, as liberal as Portland. Now, they're in a red state, but they're in a a blue city. Because, again, all that progressive spouting out in colleges and teaching all of our young people, they're programming them. It's propaganda. Teaching them to hate America, teaching them that America's evil, teaching them that all white people are racist. Teach them. See, those are presuppositions. It's a belief system. It's a set of beliefs. It's a prejudice. It's a set of values. It's identity. I mean, why do you think we, we check people's background? If you see someone that has a felony in their past, you automatically presuppose things about them. Why do you think if someone's committed of a, a pedophilia, a crime against someone, a, a young person, they have to register because of presuppositions? The presupposition is that offenders usually offend again. I'm just being honest with you. Right? We have these presuppositions, our values. You know, I leave my car unlocked. A lot of times I leave my keys in my car. It's a presupposition that I'm not stealing from people. I'm not breaking in people's cars. And so I don't think other people are going to do that to me. I'm just being honest with you. Now, it has happened. Absolutely. I'm at 4 o'clock in the morning and the cops are in my backyard. Some kid was in my car, had my keys. The cops pulled up, saw it. And chased around. He was in our side of our thing, almost in our backyard. He was hiding when the cops came up. We didn't know. And my wife went out there, and, and they're all of a sudden pointing a gun and a flashlight. I said, come out of the bushes with your hands up. And right in front of her, there's this young black kid that comes out of the bushes at 4 o'clock in the morning, had my keys in his hand. So, But I still don't lock my car. I still leave my, I still leave my keys in there because my presupposition is I don't distrust people because I'm a trusting person, right? Presupposition that we should have that, that people of authority, cops and teachers, authority figures are good. And this is the whole thing with the Black Lives Matter movement, all this programming going on, teaching these young black kids that, you know, cops are out to kill you, that cops wake up every day to figure out how they're going to kill a black person. I mean, if you look at the stats, there's not more violence against black people. There are not more uh, killings against black than whites. As a matter of fact, if you want to look at a stat, I think two and a half times as many cops are attacked by black people or killed by black people than cops kill black people. And the rate of aggressiveness towards cops, I think 60% of all crimes against police officers are committed by people of color, black people. So I'm just telling you, these are stats, and if we're going to really fix this thing, we got to deal with these presuppositions, and we got to go into the inner cities, and that's why I'm creating this thing. I'm going to change our inner cities by changing our inner minds. I'm putting together a training to work with Blexit, to work with Lexit, to work with Walk Away, that we're going to go in the inner communities. We're going to transform our inner communities, and the way we transform our inner communities is we transform our inner minds. We need to change our thinking. What's different about America today than 1980 is the way we think. And once you change your thinking, you change your life. And I'm going to help you change your life and keep the change. Because you feed a, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but you teach him a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. 
I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Mike Hilborn here of Roof to Deck Decoration. If there was ever a year to decorate your home with Christmas lights, this would be it. I will personally meet with you to come up with a beautiful design for your home or business. We provide all of the Christmas lights, wreaths, garland, and extension cords. My employees, not subcontractors, will install the Christmas lights and greenery on your home. If a bulb burns out, we will fix it within 12 hours. We'll even take the lights down after the holidays and store them at our warehouse. Visit us at RoofToDeckDecoration.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 5371.